Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, here we go with another podcast and welcome back to Wake Up In Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle and I'm going to be with you and hopefully you are enjoying this whole series on the Ascended Life. It's all about living who God created you to be, living uh, from that place of your recreation in Christ Jesus. Now you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You become a co-heir with the creator of the universe. And it's about time that Jesus Christ got what he paid for. And that is your deliverance, your healing, and the ability for you to live your life in the kingdom. And then if you live in the, Galatians 5.25, and you probably would have heard me say Uh, this scripture a number of different times, but Galatians 5.25 says, if you live in the spirit, you should also walk in the spirit. So there's a dichotomy where you're born again, your spirit is saved to the uttermost, but now your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your body have to come into alignment of what who your spirit is and who you truly are, because you are a spirit, you live in a body, and you possess a soul. So if you don't understand that, you need to go back, put this on pause, maybe give me five stars in faith, and make a comment that is great, and then go back and listen to the other ones. No, I'm just kidding. Do what you want to do. But anyway, um, so it's living the ascended life like you were buried with Christ, you were resurrected with Christ, and then you ascended with Christ. So you are seated in heavenly places, the Bible says, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. But how does that work out? How do we live the ascended life? And two weeks ago, I shared on what do you do when you completely blow it? And, um, and, I, and I said to you, do not cry out a million times. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That doesn't do anybody any good. You, What you need to do is stop, stop, drop, and roll. No, no, that's what you do when you're on fire. That's also great advice. But uh, what you need to do is you need to begin to praise. Lift your head. Don't be count downcast. Don't, don't give in to the circumstantial evidence. Don't give in to the sin. God's not impressed with the sin. He's not impressed with the devil. He's not impressed with what you did or didn't do. He, he, he's he he's not up for being impressed. He's up to being o- obeyed. And here is what he wants you to do in those times when you blow it. Face him. Condemnation pushes you away from his face, but conviction draws you to the throne. Look into his face. You can, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you plead the blood of Jesus Christ and say, Father God, I worship you. And let the spirit of the living God begin to displace everything that is contrary to you. And then uh, last week, um, I did, I touched on turn on the light. Don't curse, don't curse the darkness. And, and if you didn't hear that one, then you need to, um, go back and listen to that one because I think it might help. Um, you know, where Jesus finds this woman thrown at his feet while he is in the, the courts, he's in Jerusalem. He's in the temple. He's in the the woman's court. He's in the treasury area, and he's about to teach people. And this naked woman gets thrown at his feet. That was caught in the very act of adultery. Well, maybe they had enough decency to throw a sheet over her. But you know, you don't have to 
uh, think about that very long. And she's caught in the very act of adultery. Well, you, you please don't let your imagination go there. But are you hearing what I'm saying? He is thrown at, she's thrown at his feet. And, and the story is beautiful and, and how God rescues and delivers and just says to her, neither do I condemn you. Go your way and sin no more. And he says something to her that she can do. But then he says, and he turns to his audience that he is about to t- uh, teach to. And he says, walk in the light, even as I am in the light, and you'll no longer walk in darkness. It's all about following Jesus. But this week, I'm not sure what to call it. Um, my grandfather said, you need to practice the fine art of ignoring the devil. And I thought about, I could name it that, and I, and I may, and so you'll see, obviously, because that will be what it will be named. But um, but I'm also thinking about, you know, that mafiosa saying, don't worry about it, it's a fagazi. You know, don't worry about it's fake. It, don't worry about what the enemy is doing. Don't worry about any of that. But but I really, my, my point in this is we must deal with the vain imagination. How do you deal with vain imagination? How do you take captive the thoughts? How do you, what do you do in the midst of, of all the, the things that are trying to capture your mind? You, you need to practice the fine art of ignoring the devil. The devil is trying to get your attention. The, the devil is um, trying to scream loud enough that you'll look over there and you'll get caught up into what he's doing. So I, w- I want to hit some things along those lines today. And, and one of the scriptures that we're going to be going over is uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The best way... Uh, to ignore the devil is make sure your focus is correct. You got to recalibrate. And I went over that and you can go back over those other podcasts. I'm not going to go too deep into that. You need to go back over that and, and listen to those again. But there, it's all about focus. It's all about your perception. What are you perceiving? What are you seeing? Right? And, and so the enemy is trying to give you things and the enemy comes in like a flood. And like a, two weeks ago, what do you do when you completely blow it? Because there's times when you completely blow it, there's times when you miss the mark, there's times when the enemy comes in like a flood. And what in the world do I do right now? Even Paul the Apostle said this, he says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things, sorry, the things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I don't want to do, I find myself continually doing them. Oh, this wretched flesh, who will save me? And this is Paul the Apostle. He's the one that saw Jesus. He's the one that got saved by Jesus. He's the one that got knocked off his ass and onto his butt. He's the one that, that you know, heard right from Jesus and was called right from Jesus. He knows who's going to save him. But because of the times that the enemy comes in like a flood, sometimes we get overwhelmed and sometimes we forget whose we are and we forget who we are and we're left you know babbling like Paul did that day who will redeem me oh this wretched flesh and he's glorifying his flesh almost and saying I I just can't get over this I keep doing those bad things when I want to do the good things and then he says this ah but by the spirit do I put the death the deeds of the body so what do you do 
when the vain imaginations come? When do you do when the enemy's sending you such clear pictures of what you're going through and amplifying uh, what you're what you're hearing and illuminating what you're seeing and 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 he's just trying to get you. Don't give him the benefit of the doubt. Don't give him the benefit of the look or, or, or giving into the distraction. This will take training and this takes time in the presence of God. So I want to start with a scripture that is found in 2 Corinthians. Let me, I just got to turn there. So I didn't turn there previous earlier. I should have had that already pulled up, but here we go. Won't take much time here. 2 uh, Kings, sorry, Second King, or no, <laughs> we'll get there. First Kings, uh, chapter nineteen, and so uh, the background of the story is Elijah just killed three hundred prophets of Baal. Uh, Jezebel did not send her uh, prostitute uh, priests, priestess, prophetess. Uh, the 350 um, uh, priests of Asherah, um, she didn't send them to, to the battle that was on top of Mount Carmel, where Elijah called down fire. And then, and then you know, read the story. It's an amazing story, how, how God brought victory that day. And so after it's all said and done, and Ahab went back to the castle and he told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. This is in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. And so Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. So he won the day. All the people said, we are going to serve God now, Jehovah. We're going to serve the God of Israel the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so he commands the, the people to take the prophets of Baal down into the valley. I think it's the Valley of Kidron and, and slaughter them there. He, he Literally, that's what happened. And he, Ahab, hears about all of it, sees this happening and goes and tells his wife Jezebel exactly what, what is going on. And this is Jezebel's response, uh, verse 2 of First uh, Kings chapter 19. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. So she's saying, sending a messenger to Elijah. What does a messenger bring? A messenger brings a message. So there, there, there's such power in words, and that words begin to frame your life. Be, in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Words shape thoughts. And, and words that were coming from Jezebel that day, Saying, I'm gonna, if you, if I don't do to you, Elijah, what you did to the prophets of Baal, 
by this time, by tomorrow, may the gods do worse to me. And then verse three is the scripture, the, 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 the scripture I really want to get to. And it says here, and when he saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah and left his servant there. Okay. He sends a messenger and the messenger shares this. It wasn't even Jezebel, wasn't there was no there was no swords involved, there was just words involved. And she's bringing a message through a messenger and says to him, "I'm going to I'm going to kill you." And he begins to see. This is what I call a vain imagination. He begins to, he doesn't say he heard. It says clearly he saw what she said through the messenger. There are messengers that are trying to get you to visualize. It's all about visualization. That's why you have mindset coaches. They're trying to get you to focus on. There's focus coaches that are trying to get you to focus on the answer, on the solution, on the better day, on the better way. And and this is what I'm on here today is to say, you don't have to see what the enemy is saying. Do not allow. First of all, don't receive the messenger. There are messengers that want to tell you, turn off the TV. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Stop listening to CNN, Fox News Network, all these people that just have this loop of murder and destruction and mayhem. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that 17 to 1, 17 bad. um, this This is a statistic with news networks, 17 bad reports to one good report set over 77 percent of news networks must have sorry 77 percent of every news network must have negative reporting 77 percent of their content must be negative or they begin to lose ratings i mean we can get into that another time or you can throw throw a question out to me on my um my website at um, www.barrymiracle.ca. Throw me out a question if you if you need to take this any further. I'm not going to take any more time to explain that. But you need to know that negativity, the enemy's trying to get you to swallow the hook, the line, and the sinker of the situation that you see yourself in, whether it's virus. And and when Tammy and I got um, uh, contracted COVID, I simply asked the Lord, how do I deal with it? I didn't begin to immediately rebuke everything and take authority over everything. And I'm okay with doing that. Don't get me wrong. But I asked the Lord, how do I deal with this? And he just said, keep going. And so I did. I kept my schedules. Like I didn't leave the house, obviously. I wasn't around other people, but I kept my Zoom calls up. I kept my ministry up and all that kind of thing. And we sailed through it, not because I'm so great or, or I'm, I'm so powerful. It's, it's because God was good and he showed me what to do. I did not get wrapped up in, in the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm. The enemy's always trying to illuminate to your eyes and amplify to your ears what you're going through. He uses circumstances evidence to be and to create fear and i want to tell you don't worry about it it's a fagazi what the enemy is doing it's a fagazi huh you need to understand that you need to understand how to ignore the devil 
This is the joke that my grandfather told me years ago. He says, I was walking down the road the other day and, and, uh, and I came up on this, on this guy and his, he's sitting on the, on the curb uh, beside the, the road and he, he's just bawling his eyes out. And, and he's just, he's just l- losing his mind. And, and, and it, my grandfather says, I got up a little bit closer to him and I found out it was the devil. And uh, here's the deal. The enemy is always trying to get your attention. Don't focus on the crying, the lying, the yelling, whatever the enemy is doing. Don't get caught off guard. The enemy's trying to get you caught up in situations. And actually what the devil did say that day, according to my grandfather was, he says, what's your problem, devil? Why are you crying so bad? He says, those, those, those Christians, they blame me for everything. And so that's, we need to understand. The enemy is not that powerful. And he's, he just uses fear and he uses circumstances that you're going through. And he tries to illuminate, tries to get your attention, tries to get your mind off of Christ, your mind off of the things that are above, your mind off of the things that you need to focus upon, which is whatsoever is good, pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy. These are the things that we dwell upon. We don't get caught up in the drama. You need to spend time in the presence of the Lord to take care of the trauma so that you do not get caught up in the drama. If you, if you get healed of the trauma, there will be no drama. Don't get caught up in all the, the things that are going on. And people will try to draw you in and, and have of us versus them. We got to get over these little tit for tat things. We need to get over, you know, you know, Chris Rock getting slapped by Will. I mean, come on, there's bigger things to, bigger fish to fry in this season. Then a couple of celebrities having a little tiff, even if it was a tiff. I don't even know. I didn't pay enough attention to it. I just went, oh, my good Lord, that just happened. And then, you know what? I'm, I'm, that's not my focus. I didn't get into it. I didn't do a podcast on it. I'm not going to do it. And, and forgive me for even throwing that out there. But I'm just trying to tell you, don't get caught up in the drama that the enemy is trying to illuminate in your, in your lives. And so we got to – so when this happens – you know, what, what, did, what did Elijah do when he heard, and he actually heard the messenger, but it doesn't say it heard. He, the Bible says it, it, he saw. That, that just one day just illuminated to me. He saw, he began to imagine Jezebel killing him. So the Bible says he got up from there and he ran into Judah and he ran, in, ran and left his servant at Beersheba. And then he went a little deeper in. Beersheba means the seven wells. When, when the hounds of hell are nipping at your heels and you don't know what to do, you got to run to Judy, you got to run to praise. You got to get up from that place. Don't stay in the place of accusation. Don't stay in the place where you imagined it going down. You need to get up from there and you need to run to your praise. Like I said two weeks ago, you need to get up from your place and you need to begin. You need to get up out of that grave. You need to get up out of that pit. You need to get up out of that valley of death, uh, the, the shadow of the valley of death, and you need to praise him. Run to praise. 
ways. When you don't know what else to do, you gotta shela or you gotta just put on your your best gospel album, and you begin to just let that permeate your mind. You gotta take. You gotta be at that moment. You just ignore the devil and turn your focus upon the Lord. And then you get to a place where you can cast down every vain imagination and every high thing or high thought trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. My God, you, you, you can't stay in that place of accusation. You got to get up and you got to run. So this is what the Lord's trying to do in our lives is he's trying to get us to stay focused. This is what the Lord is trying to do. He's trying to get, he's trying to get our attention. He is saying, come unto me. He is saying, come up here and I will show you. He's, he's the one that's saying, come up here and sit down beside the mercy seat. He's the one that's trying to get you to come up and sit down and learn how to rest. You have no business wrestling with the enemy or principalities or powers of dark. What do you want to call them? If you don't first learn how to rest in him and you learn how to rest in him and that is living the ascended life. You're resting in your position, in your place and in the actuality of whose you are and who you are before you can go into the places of darkness and and minister and release the glory of God and be the answer and the solution. You can't go into a situation caught up in the situation where you're just having knee jerk reactions to a circumstantial thing that's going on in the world. You, you gotta have a better word. You gotta have rest. You gotta get up from the place of accusation and run to praise. Get a better focus. So I'm gonna share another scripture with you before I close out today. Hopefully this is helping you. The enemy is trying to get you to visualize, trying to give you vain imaginations because your life is all about imagination. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can visualize it, you can manifest it. And the enemy is trying to get you to do self-fulfilling prophecies and putting thoughts in your head. You need to begin to take authority over the vain imaginations. And instead of letting them foster, instead of dwelling and rehearsing the curse, if you rehearse the curse, you might as well back up the hearse. Because they're about to pull you away and you're not going to fulfill your purpose. Stop rehearsing the curse and begin to proclaim the promises of God that are yes and amen to them that believe. There's still yes and amen to them that believe. Oh, actually, I want to share a couple other scriptures before I get to the next main uh, scripture. I want to share with you 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. I quoted, I read uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I'm going to read in the message translation, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. Uh, interesting. The world is unprincipled, period. It's, it's a dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live our or we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing 
that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into a structure of the life shape of Christ. Our tools are ready at the hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. My God. (laughs) It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, and the world does not fight fair. But we don't fight like the world. And we're not just trying to market or manipulate. But, But the weapons that God has given, they're mighty and powerful and strong to the pulling down of the vain imagination. The strongholds that we need to tear down are in our minds. You're, you are not deceitfully wicked in, in, in above all things and who can know it. Your heart, your, your heart has been born again. That's an Old Testament scripture. And, and I do a podcast on that whole topic where we say, oh, I'm just a dirty, rotten, scumbag sinner saved by grace. That's not who you are. You, you, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. All things are made brand new. Now you're becoming exactly about the person that God called you and saved you. Your spirit is living in the kingdom. Your spirit is saved to the uttermost. Now your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions are being renewed. And how do you renew them? By putting in the word of God and understanding and taking authority over those vain imaginations and casting them down. This is how we're winning. In, uh, I, I like this, which translated, the, the, the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy. Uh, this, the uh, side note is, or citadels of arguments, which includes fantasies. Um, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and breakthrough every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought. And the side note here is, or every scheme. Paul is using the concept of taking prisoners of war. But in this case, the prisoners held captive are faulty patterns of thought that defy God's authority. So we capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. You know, there are times where these thoughts come in my head and they sound good, but for some reason, there's just not authentic authenticity on it. So I, the Bible says to try the spirits. And this is where you can try the spirits. If the thought, if this thought comes into your mind, you can address that thought. He said, originator of this thought that's in my mind. I ask you a question today. Is Jesus Lord? Is Jesus Lord of your life? If there's no answer, then I just take authority over it. If there's a quick yes, yes, it is me, son. Or yes, this is a message from from the Lord. You can hear that in your spirit. You, You don't have to just take any slop coming down the trough. The Bible says, try the spirits. If there are thoughts that you think that might be a little sketchy or thoughts that, that might appease your flesh or, or, or but, but you know, it, it, there's something just off. Try the spirit. Try. You can address and say this, this thought, the originator of this thought, I'm asking you a question today. Is Jesus Lord of your life?
If there's no answer, you know it's the devil. You know it's the enemy. Amen. Hopefully that helps you. Another, I read another scripture, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by, pre- by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic, for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. Hmm. There are arguments, endless arguments of human logic about so many topics. Stop listening to the world and listen to the word of God. Listen to the messengers of God, the messenger, not the messengers of Satan, not the messengers of Jezebel, not these messengers that are that are trying to even tickle your ears or or these messengers that are trying to fill your your mind with with junk food, that your mind is rotting instead of being a flourishing field of the fruit of the goodness of the Lord. It's time to refocus. It's time to cast down vain imaginations. It's time to ignore what the devil's doing and put our focus on what the Lord is doing. Let me read read Colossians chapter 2 in the New King James Version. Uh, Colossians 2.8. Beware lest any man spoil you through through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men rather than the rudiments of of the world and not after Christ. Don't get caught up with the world's spirit, the spirit of the world. And one last scripture, and I want to end here. Um, John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I come, that's Jesus, that they may have life and they that they may have it more abundantly. How many people want abundant life out there? Jesus came to give the abundant life. The enemy is trying to come and bring you lies about if you just do it this way, or if you, you know, you can, you can just, you know, use your eye gate to, to fill it up with the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. And, and, and you could just, the, you know, the, the pride of life, you, you focus on this and you'll fulfill your, you, you fulfill the lust of your flesh and you're going to be happy. That's, that's such a lie. And if anybody has tr- went down that path as I did in, 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 you know, years and years ago, I, I want to tell you, it doesn't leave you anything but empty and hungry for more. And there's never enough. So just stop paying attention to the lies of the enemy. Because it's God that comes to give life and life much more abundantly. But here's a scripture where I want to get to. John 10, verse 11, 12, 13. And maybe even 14. So I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Jesus is a good shepherd. Are you covered by Jesus? But a hireling, verse 12, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and then scatters them. So are you underneath a shepherd who is protecting you, or are you just with somebody that's a hireling? Who's covering you? Who's covering your life? Because when the hireling comes, you're not covered because he runs, because he sees the wolf and he's afraid of the wolf, so he runs. He's not the, the shepherd that will lay down his life and put his life between you and 
in, the, in harm's way. No, 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 that's what a shepherd does. A shepherd covers, a shepherd protects. But a hireling, somebody that's just there for a paycheck, runs immediately. And the Bible says when he runs, he, the sheep is caught. The, the word catches there, the, the sheep and, and, and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. That word um, catches there is the Greek word harpezo, means to be caught up. The enemy is trying to get you caught up in a lot of what he is doing. The enemy is trying to get you caught up in the fear, in the COVID, in the, in the war, in the this and into that and, and in your past. And he's getting you caught, trying to get you caught up in the bitterness and in the resentment. He's trying to get you caught up in the depression and, the, and get you caught up in identity confusion. And he's just trying to get you caught up in all these things. So what, for what purpose? It was really interesting how he, I grew up on the res. I know what the enemy wants to do. He wants to, I mean, sorry, a wolf, when he catches a chicken or he catches a pig or he catches a sheep, he's going to eat, he's going to mow down on that baby. I'm telling you that the, the, but God is showing us something here. The enemy's not catching you up to immediately destroy you. He wants to fill you with his lies. He wants you to get caught up, harpezoed. In uh, in this whirlwind of fear and activity and busyness, and then he wants to scatter you amongst the kingdom and breed fear wherever you go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to stop paying attention to the enemy. Stop getting caught up in what he is doing and begin to live a life the ascended life. It's t- if you keep going unto the Father and you keep hearing from the Father and, and Holy Spirit keeps teaching you about Jesus and revealing Jesus and you're learning about the Father and you're, you're learning about this life of obedience, the, the more you do this, the more you focus on the answer, the more you face God and you take your face off of the enemy, you take your face off, you take your eyes off of what you're going through, you take your eyes off of the situation and all the negativity and you put it on the answers that are fine, found in the promise of God? Come on now. This is when you begin to live the ascended life here on the earth. Because you can live in the Spirit, but you can also walk in the Spirit. That means if you're living in the Spirit, it means you're born again. But if you're walking in the Spirit, it means that the Spirit of the living God has come upon you. Do not re- leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power. Don't leave your peace. Don't leave your place of peace. Don't leave your sanctuary until you're endued with power. Don't leave and go into the world. Don't leave and go to your job until you've been endued with power by spending time in the presence of the Almighty God. Sometimes you don't feel a thing when you're in the presence. Sometimes you you would get acclimatized, acclimatized to to the presence of God and and. And you're, you're getting, but you're going to get deeper in. And there's going to be those moments where you have the aha moment. So just keep pressing in. Keep filling your thoughts with heavenly realities. Keep your focus on the things that are above and cast down every other vain imagination. So hopefully this has been helpful today um, in living the ascended life. Uh, you need to ignore the devil and and. Put your focus completely on the Lord because every time you pay attention to the enemy, he draws you in and you begin to 
see things God never intended you to see. You begin to feel things. You, when, when Elijah heard, he began to see what the enemy is about to do. Take your, take your focus off. And when you get caught up in that, and at times we, like even Paul the Apostle, I said earlier, he, he got caught up. He got caught up in some things and he didn't know what to do. He ran to praise. He, he says, ah, but by the spirit, do I put the death, the deeds of the body? Once again, Paul the Apostle says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I find myself continually doing. Oh, this wretched flesh. Who will deliver me? He has an aha moment in the midst of his angst, in the midst of his oppression and suppression. He says, ah, but by the spirit do I put to death the deeds of the body. Run to praise when you find yourself in that predicament. Learn how to manifest the presence of God. And when you do, you will be living heaven on earth and you will be living the ascended life. Even in the midst of all the toxicity all around, you'll still be breathing heaven in the midst of it all. This is Barry Miracle signing off for now. Look forward to sharing with you next week. Until then, head over to my website at barrymiracle.ca or uh, uh, wakeupintoyourdream.com and leave a, a comment. If you have a question or if you have an idea for a podcast series, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Bless you for now. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.